Hello, and welcome back to episode two. This is New Paradigm Healing, and this series is about ayahuasca-assisted therapy. My name is Jessica Gooden. And my name is Nina Itzel. And our intention is to educate, inform, and support the conscious and responsible use of ayahuasca in a Western context. In this episode, you'll learn why people choose to undertake this journey and hear some super cool, miraculous, personal transformation stories through our conscious work with the Mother Ayahuasca. So Nina, in your experience, why do you feel like people choose to undertake this journey with the Mother Ayahuasca? This is a really good question. I love this question. And... um... Obviously, I'm sharing my perspective, so there might be, you know, many other reasons why people choose to do that. But based on my experience and the people who I was working with, a big, big majority of the people come for physical healing, like they are struggling with some kind of chronic problem, physical disease or condition that that limits their life, you know, in many ways, and they were unable to find long-term solutions within the Western medicine, within the Western medical paradigm, and they are looking for other ways to have themselves to heal. So that would be one big category. And then another big bunch of people comes for self-discovery and and these are like my experience the people who I attract is most like end of 20s who are just like really not struggling physically with with anything but they would like to um, discover why who am I why I'm here for what is my life purpose you know what I'm here to do so there is some kind of you know discomfort that they are feeling that is bringing them into this search and inquiry and this desire, you know, for this kind of soul quest or vision quest. And, and then there are people who come, especially for spiritual reasons, you know, to, to reconnect with their essence and to more embody their true nature and to, to merge into that state of connectedness. And um, I had the chance to work with older people who, who were, doing this type of work, you know, in preparation of leaving, um, you know, their body. And um, so, so, so this can be like deeper spiritual reasons, but obviously every reason is spiritual, even if it's like a physical manifestation, but just for the sake of creating some categories, this is uh, my experience. What, what, uh, what is your uh, experience with this sister? Mine is pretty similar. I've heard a lot of the physical healing and the self-discovery. I haven't heard so much about people preparing for the end of their life and, you know, the final transformation into the spirit realm. Um, A lot of what I've experienced what I've seen is people seeking an experience. They're not necessarily looking at it from a perspective of spirituality or anything like that they're just you know I want to go and see the visions I want to hear these crazy sounds I want to I want to get inspired my artistic and creative impulses need a little bit 
like uh, this spark of divine inspiration. So that that's the one thing that I would add in addition to what you mentioned. Thank you. Yes, and um, you have a pretty incredible story. So would you like to share about that? Uh, what were your kind of motivations and intentions, you know, with the whole journey? My healing journey, as we talked about last episode, um, we spoke about how my father died and I was living with chronic depression and suicidal tendencies for about 14 years. And I went, as most people do, down the traditional Western medicine treatment to help me manage my depression and hopefully get rid of it because I knew that feeling suicidal was not healthy. Um, there's something larger at play here. So I went to therapy and counseling on and off for about 10 years and it wasn't helping in the way that I thought it might. And so I ended up getting put on some medications. I had been on birth control for about 11 years and Ultimately, I got put on antidepressants and I was on antidepressants for four and a half years. And at first, at first, they really were helpful um, just to get me out of this, what I would call a funk. I was just kind of stagnant and I couldn't get motivated. So when I switched my birth controls, um, I started having these really dramatic mood swings and feeling even more suicidal was I was like super alarmed because um, I actually attempted um, and it scared me and I was like this has got to stop I have to figure out something so I ended up going off the birth control going off the antidepressants and surprisingly I felt a million times better this is the first time in my adult life that I did not have artificial hormones pumped into my system, that I wasn't being flooded with additional neurotransmitters to help out, like maintain my mood. And yet I was still having the issues. I was still depressed. I was still suicidal. And so I went on this quest to find something that would help me understand what I'm going through and how to heal it. And what I realized was that my depression was actually a spiritual depression coming from a lack of connection. It wasn't related to any of these other things that the medical system thought it was. And that journey led me to ayahuasca. Although, at the time, I had no idea that ayahuasca was actually a treatment for depression. So how the ayahuasca healed my spiritual depression was by healing connection. So my first ceremony was all about connection, about how we're all connected to one another and how we're connected to something greater than ourselves, which I call God, other people call source or just the infinite intelligence. Um, but I was literally able to see through these visions, the connections and I was connected 
with my own breath and how that is the source of life and how everything has to work in harmony despite the appearance of complete and utter chaos it's all divine and perfect and so yeah so if i had not been down this journey and like actually found ayahuasca i don't know that i would have been reconnected on that level to help me no longer be depressed 24 7 to no longer have these chronic suicidal tendencies and that has been uh, life-changing because i didn't realize how much it was affecting my day-to-day yeah so thank you so much (laughs) yeah I, I I know your story, but you know every time it's it's different. It's the same story for everybody, but it's always you know uh, a different angle. And thank you for sharing. And it, it is a courageous act, I think. You know, to bear your soul and to be that vulnerable. You know, in a platform like this. So I honor you that, sister. Thank you so much. And I was thinking, I'm smiling that. You know, it's all the same story. You know, I listen to so many stories and I know so many stories and it's in a way it's the same story, you know, and of course it's all different, you know, because we are different and unique and yeah, I, um, I, I, I was blessed with pretty good health in most of my life, but since I become an adult woman, you know, and had my first moon cycle and started breathing, uh, I just was introduced into this world of pain, literally. And uh, for some reason, when I would have my cycle, I would experience like so much pain that I would literally like just throw up and then pass out from the pain. So it was like pretty intense. And obviously my first (laughs) experience, you know, becoming a woman, I was like, not cool (laughs) at all. And yeah, long story short, obviously my family, my parents took me to the doctors, to all kinds of tests and hospitals and and, and measurements and everything, trying to figure out what causes that level of pain that I literally couldn't go to school, you know, the first day for sure. But sometimes, you know, the first two days couldn't, couldn't get up from the bed. Like I couldn't stand up from the pain. I was like white as a sheet and (laughs) yeah, like it was just like super intense. So they started, you know, doing all these tests and they couldn't really find anything physical wrong with my physical body. They couldn't understand why I have that level of pain and uh, eventually, you know, they put me on contraceptive pills when I was maybe like 15 and uh, to try to regulate my cycle because that was the other thing that my cycle wasn't regular at all. And, and just put me on painkillers, literally like that type of painkillers that, um, that contain like um, derivatives of morphine so i would be like knocked out totally like from these painkillers just to uh be able to cope with the pain and um and send me to a psychologist saying that obviously it's not a, a physical issue yeah so this was this was the situation with the doctor sending me to a psychologist 
which really like did not work at all. And I stopped going to the psychologist. And a couple of years later, when um, we had information available in Hungary that was not available before about diet and different type of alternative therapies, I was always interested in. And I, as, as same as you, I wanted to find a solution. I, I wanted to find out, you know, why I'm in that excruciating pain and obviously how can I, how can I heal that pain? How can, you know, I stop that pain? So over the years I tried just literally everything that I came across with from flower essences to like magnets and all other kinds of therapies like breathing practices, visualizations, you know, trying to get more information about why is this happening to me and what can I do, you know, to, to help myself in this situation. And these, these practices and these inquiries and discoveries uh, brought me some relief. So the pain was definitely less when I was like in my 20s, but I would be still the first day I couldn't work and I would be on strong painkillers on the first day and I, I, I didn't want to take them anymore. I, I don't take any kind of pharmaceutical medication and I was not happy you know with this solution so um, when I went to Peru to to answer this call of, of the mother of the medicine um, during that journey during my first tr couple of experience actually during one of the ceremonies I had my moon cycle and I was guided into my womb space and what I discovered that for some reason I carried this generational pain of of the feminine of the women and all this suffering that women went through for some reason the memory of this pain was somehow you know encoded into my body and every month when I would have my cycle it was almost this pain this emotional mental pain activated and manifested in my body as a physical pain this pain came from this separation and suppression of the feminine and the suppression of the feminine within myself and the rejection of the feminine because I associated it with pain. Being a woman is extremely painful. So I was like, I don't want to do that. And, and this separation within me from the feminine essence and this disconnection that you were talking about from a, a, an important aspect of me um, created this situation and, and, and I was able to, like the mother showed me these things, I was able to see, you know, how it is all connected and how the best I can do for myself is to let go and to forgive, to let go of the pain. And, and I was guided by her to do that. And the incredible thing was that after I came out from the jungle from Peru that pain that physical pain was just gone from my body it was like gone like it never it never came back it's I don't have to take any medication I don't it, it just it's just like simply like vanished like it was never there <sighs> again showing you know that mental emotional pain and spiritual disconnection you know can manifest and, and is manifesting in physical symptoms and sometimes in physical pain 
you know, although the journey was much longer, you know, to repair this reconnection with the feminine and to, to heal this, this mother wound and to heal this separation within myself than just one event. It, it didn't happen, you know, in one ceremony, but um, somehow letting go of this memory of pain that was kind of instantaneous in that, in that awareness. And then, of course, there was a process, you know, to integrate and embody all this. So... Yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of similarities to, to your story, so. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Nina. Like, I, I started crying, you know, I got like little tears in my eyes because I'm sure that there's a lot of women out there. I know I can relate to how disconnected I was from my feminine self and almost, you know, treating it like it wasn't wanted and it wasn't a part of me and denying that part and how much pain it causes so other people can feel how the disconnect from their feminine is causing a lot of pain in their life so thank you i really honor your sharing and i'm really glad that you were able to heal that aspect mm -hmm. Thank you, sister. <laughs> I know that you also had, you know, the opportunity and, and the honor and the grace to, to assist and to facilitate and witness other people's journeys. So is there any experience that like comes to your mind right now and stands out for you that you want to share about? Yeah, um, there's one person in particular that she was experiencing really intense anxiety. So anytime she would leave her house, she would start running through these loops of worst case scenarios of all these things that were going to go wrong. And it was paralyzing her. She was going into panic attacks. Like I'm going to go into the airport and just have a complete breakdown in the middle of this public space because of the fear and she too again the disconnect she was disconnected from love and she was able to reconnect to that love through her ayahuasca ceremonies and recognize that there is no separation to understand that her fear was rooted in trauma and that all she needed to do to connect back into that deep source of herself was remember the love. And, and I think that is a super powerful and a continuation of the, the healing power of connection of my ayahuasca. How about you, Nina? Is there another example that you can think of from all of your clients? <laughs> Um, of course, there are so many, I mean, so many beautiful journeys. Um, one particular that comes to my mind is this beautiful girl, uh, young woman, <laughs> girl, uh, who, who came to me because uh, she was in excruciating pain, like physical pain, like her whole body, uh, constant chronic pain and the anxiety you know to that level that she couldn't swallow solid food anymore she couldn't leave her house like ocd panic attacks 
depression, obviously trying to manage her symptoms for many years with, with medication, you know, similar to what we talked about, um, antidepressants and, and tranquilizers, you know, the addiction to these pills also was, was, was part of it. And, and she was in a situation when she decided to, uh, she was called, you know, to do, to do this journey with medicine that, that her life was so limited and so painful that you know she was like whatever I will try you know to to change this and make this make this better and her journey was so incredible because she was particularly so open and willing you know to go into the depth of herself and I think that people who endure great suffering you know obviously their willingness and their motivation somehow it can be stronger you know to in order to find a solution and, and, and she did that. And what was incredible to see that as the, the medicine, you know, helped her to expand her awareness and she started to see and, and understand that she's creating this in her body, this pain and this suffering and, and she's creating it in her mind and that she has power and she has a choice, you know, to, to tell a different story, you know, and to have a different perspective. And uh, obviously this, what you were talking about, this reconnection to the essence of herself, you know, through the medicine and the experience of that, just being out of that constant state of stress and fear and just relaxing for a moment and remembering, you know, oh, this is how I, I, I feel, you know, this is how I'm supposed to feel. This is, this is my natural state. So it was much easier for her to return to that because she had a direct experience, you know, through the medicine and then her dedicated conscious work, you know, and the integration and all that was, was, was a really big part of, of her consciously and willingly changing, you know, mental patterns and, and giving herself permission, you know, to process emotional trauma and to, to, to feel things, you know, and to reconnect to her body and really inhabit her body and to create a different relationship with her body. And <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that she's going to be an amazing chef because, you know, since this healing process, she's just cooking this amazing vegan food and she's always telling me about the recipes and stuff. And she finds this joy in her body and with the food and everything like her relationship completely changed, you know, towards herself. And therefore, you know, all these symptoms that were, again, a result of this disconnection and this separation just fell away, literally. I mean, she doesn't have any pain at all, like zero, you know, and she doesn't take any pills. She doesn't take any painkillers, like there's no pharmaceutical. She completely come off of almost all the medications that she was taking, you know, in her own time, in her own pace, you know when she felt she's ready. So I think that also just shows and demonstrates the incredible power of, of, of the human being, you know, and, and uh, just, you know, what everything is possible and how we are creating, you know, unconsciously uh, or not creating, but sometimes, you know, most often like perpetuating suffering that was created and that we carry and, and that we can come to a place when we recognize that and we have a choice and we can make a different choice, you know, and then suffering is not necessary. So, yeah, that would be my takeaway. <laughs>
Wow. Wow. What an incredible, what an incredible transformation story. That's amazing. What I, what I keep hearing you say as we've gone through this conversation today is that the healing journey itself, the Mm -hmm. ayahuasca ceremony is just an event. It's an important event in the healing process, but it's just as important as the preparation period, the time before the ceremony to really create this foundation to ease you into this experience. And then it's the conscious work and dedication of the integration process that follows the ceremony that is really the magic. That's where the transformation happens. That's where you really embody that in your life. And that's, and that's when you get to do that. That's where you get to make those choices. Absolutely. I'm so grateful that, you know, you, you bring the attention to this and obviously we're going to talk so much more about the whole process and the, and the importance of the, the integration, especially I like to use this metaphor of bow and arrow, you know, so when you are, how do you call that when you pull an arrow is there a word for that? I'm not sure. So, you know, just a very um, traditional bow and arrow. If you, if you um, imagine and pulling an arrow, you know, getting the target. So the pulling the arrow would be the preparation, you know, preparing for launching. And then, you know, the letting go of the arrow, that moment is the ceremony and the whole flight of the arrow is the integration and hitting the target would be some kind of completion of a cycle, you know, symbolically, because obviously not everything is just changing and moving on. But if you want to say that there is some kind of completion at one point, that would be a completion of that process, right? So, you know, in this context, the flight of the arrow is the longest, that takes the longest time and that is the journey. And that's when the embodiment happens, you know, you can, some people get the realizations and the awareness and the insights within the ceremony, but that's not even necessary. And oftentimes it doesn't happen that way. It's more like for me, like an opening a door, you know, and then you enter into this new room and you discover and then you apply and, and it's really, you know, how, how you're going to benefit from that in your life on this earth in your physical body you know how you're going to embody that how you're going to how that's going to change your life for the better and other people's life for the better so that's what the integration is about and that's where you know the real changes happen and anchor into the physical reality so thank you for pointing this out (laughs) of course you know i know this is our shared passion and ayahuasca assisted therapy and and that's really what we focus on is this integration portion because it is so crucial to living the life the way that you want to to having this deep transformation and that's where the real healing magic becomes you becomes your life absolutely (laughs) so we're at the end of our time for today so help us grow our tribe by sharing our episodes on your platforms 
Stay tuned for our next episode where we interview Michael Thornhill, an incredible ayahuasca healer and co-founder at Casa Galactica in Peru, coming out in two weeks. If you haven't already, sign up for our mailing list to stay up to date about our projects and trainings at avatarhealingarts.com and modernsacredlife.com. And remember, you are the healer and love is the medicine. Much love to you all. Love to you all. Mm -hmm.